Kawhi to the Raptors, DeRozan to the Spurs. Let's get into this cipher. No offseason is better than the NBA's offseason. The Toronto Raptors trade DeMar DeRozan to the San Antonio Spurs. In return, they get back Kawhi Leonard. Why does this trade work for the Spurs? If you're the Spurs, you get a proven wing player that's a three-time all, four-time All-Star who can get you 20 points a night and has three years left on his contract. Pair him with LaMarcus Aldridge, and you've got a solid inside-outside game that will make the, stir, the Spurs instant contenders. Not title contenders, but instant contenders. At the end of the day, as talented as LaMarcus Aldridge is, as DeRozan is, neither one of them are the kind of guys that can carry you to a title. They're not franchise players. They're both very good, but they're secondary stars. They're complementary stars. On a title contender, both would be number two options. So essentially, the Spurs have two number twos. Why does this deal work for the Raptors? Well, I think the Raptors wanted to get out from under DeRozan's contract. Plus, they get the better player in return with Kawhi, and they've got a season to show him why being in Toronto should be where his NBA future lies. I'm not sure Kawhi sees it that way, and most people believe once the season is over, he's going west. This seems like an interesting deal from the outside, and I get why the Spurs made it because they acquired an established talent, not to mention they sent him to the Eastern Conference, him being Kawhi Leonard. Why the Raptors do it, it's high risk, high reward. If you can get Kawhi Leonard back healthy, playing at the all-star slash superstar level that he was at before he was injured, instantly Toronto is not only one of the three best teams in the East, but they would have a legitimate shot to come out of the East. But even if they came out of the East, let's say best case scenario, they went to the finals, lost to the Warriors because that is what would happen should they make it to the finals. Would Kawhi Leonard resign with the Raptors? I don't think so. Um, you might disagree with me, but I think that he's a little bit different from Paul George. I think once his mind is made up and it's set in stone that he wants to play in Los Angeles, be that with the Lakers or the Clippers, I think ultimately that's where he's going to play. Facebook fam, what's your opinion? Shout out to Doug Jones, who said he likes the trade. The East is wide open. Why not? Kyrie wanted out. He got it. Leonard wanted out. He got it. Toronto needed a change and also the Spurs. If you have the same product, it will be the same result. Mix it up. Shout out to my man, Michael Alex Roman. He said the Spurs will win 45 to 50 games for the next two years while younger guys develop. Gives them at least some time to figure out the next guy. Could have been worse, so he's good. Travis Williams believes Kawhi should sit out. Sean Dash, a notorious troll himself, said, well, with the rules set in, if he sits out, his free agency will get delayed a year, so he might as well show up and play and prove he's still worth the max. far as the East being wide open, that's a better case to keep DeRozan because the Raptors' kryptonite left the conference. That was LeBron. The Raptors' GM, if he was keeping it 100 would just admit he wanted out of the DeRozan contract, which is smart. I agree. And I don't want to get too deep. But the Spurs did trade for a guy, DeRozan, who as talented as he is, has been very upfront about dealing with depression. And it was clear in the playoffs versus the Cavs, that series, he got down on himself. 
And now he turns around in the offseason looking for reassurance, still carrying the weight of getting swept by the Cavaliers. And the only organization he's ever played for trades him right after telling him and reassuring him nights earlier, don't worry, we got you. You're not going anywhere. You're a Raptor for life. And then all of a sudden, just like that, he's traded. I don't doubt DeRozan's talent. I don't think he's as good a player as Leonard, but I don't doubt his talent. But I will say this, dealing with that, that kind of betrayal, not to mention, like I said before, he's already openly discussed his issues with depression. The Spurs are going to get a talented, very good player, and he's going to help them win games so long as they can keep his head in the game. Sean Das asks, could there be a bigger deal at play here down the line? I actually think that's a possibility. I think that Magic Johnson is a lot better at this than most of us, including myself, thought he would be. I think that Magic Johnson is going to put together a package and be able to make a deal with the Raptors. I'm not sure Kawhi Leonard ever plays a game as a member of the Toronto Raptors. Now, I'm not saying this is a lock, but I would be shocked if Magic, Rob Palenka, and the Lakers management weren't trying to make some kind of connection, weren't trying to put together a package, something that would attract the Raptors, something that the Raptors, who moving forward, I think they're moving out of, clearly they're moving out of the DeRozan-Lowry era. Maybe the next the next ball to drop might be Kyle Lowry getting moved. That's something you should look for. Mr. Acker asked me, what are the chances that Magic offers Ball, Kuzma, Dang's contract, and picks to get both Kawhi and Lowry? Just speculating. Um, that's an interesting package in a proposal. I'm I'm not sure that Magic would want Lowry, um, but I wouldn't rule it out. If it, look, if it meant getting Kawhi, would he take Lowry back? Absolutely. And Lowry's a proven player. I don't think he's a dynamic superstar caliber point guard, but he's a very good, solid point guard who just seems to kind of fall apart in the postseason. But having said that, if Magic Johnson had a deal on the table and and the only big drawback was you're going to have to take back Kyle Lowry's contract, I think Magic Johnson would do that in a heartbeat. Ethan Spence says, or he asks, Mo. We know that Kawhi is the better player, but which is the better offensive player? Look, it's true. No question. DeRozan is better off the bounce. But Leonard made himself into a very good three-point shooter long before he became a number one option. I think he's a 38% three-point shooter for his career. And while DeRozan did make more threes last season than he ever did, he still only shot 31%. If you've ever seen DeMar DeRozan play, the strength of his game is the mid-range and his ability to get to the foul line. DeRozan is a more athletic player, but I think that Kawhi is a more efficient player. And Kawhi has improved with his ability to create for himself and others the last couple of seasons. Well, with the exception of last year when he was out. So with his improvements off the bounce, along with him being a much better and efficient shooter, I still think Kawhi is the better offensive player. But DeMar DeRozan can be very effective, and he's never had a coach like Pop 
like I said, if his head is in the game and he's focused, Popovich might put DeMar DeRozan to have a career season. It wouldn't shock me at all. One more thing. Shout out to Dan Gilbright for sending me the Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated um, article in which he said he thinks the Lakers are more likely to implode than succeed. Uh, Mannix thinks the Lakers will win maybe 45 games and contend for the eighth seed. I disagree. I think barring major injury, if this is the team that they go into the season with this current roster as they presently stand with LeBron James, with the improvement of Ingram and Kuzma, you get back a healthy Lonzo. The leadership, the basketball IQ, and the ability to get guys into the position of a Rondo, along with KCP being an athletic 3 and D guy, I think this is a 50-win team. I think it's a 50-win team, and it's a team that's going to win a first-round series, maybe even make a tough out or be a tough out in the second round. But to say they're going to win 45 games and struggle for the eighth spot, I doubt it. And I get it, right, because last season the, the Western Conference was pretty tight. But that kind of makes my case. Once you get past Golden State and Houston, remember, Portland was the third seed with 49 wins. The eighth seed had 47 wins. That was the difference between third and eighth, two wins. That's how bogged up they were. And again, the Pelicans won't be as good as they were last year. Holiday being at the two is really his natural position. They're going to miss Rondo's leadership. They're going to miss Rondo's ability to get them easier shots. That's going to take them. They're going to take a step back. The Pelicans won't be as good. I love Damian Lillard, but all they have is Lillard, McCullough. They need Nurkic to have an all-star caliber season to take a step forward. The, The Blazers get nothing easy on offense. Everything comes hard. Everything is a struggle. Um, last in the league in assist. It, I, I just don't see them winning 49 games again like they did last year. Remember, they won 49 games, and with no problems, they got bounced out of the playoffs. I think they're going to take a step back. The Pelicans take a step back. I'm, I, I predict OKC, OKC will win maybe 45 games. The Lakers, as presently constructed, along with the Denver Nuggets, are going to replace a couple of last year's playoff teams. I got the Lakers being no worse than a fifth seed. So we'll see how that that all pans out. Um, next show, we'll talk a little NFL. Of course, there's always NBA because no league, no professional league extends their offseason and keeps you talking about them better than the NBA. It's the Cypher.